On tonight's episode on Remy's Roundtable, we had a conversation with James Ethan Clark and the Renegades. The crew covered the passing of Betty White and the passing of John Madden. The crew gave spoilers on the movie Spider-Man No Way Home and talked about the first two episodes of The Book of Boba Fett. So enjoy this episode of Remy's Roundtable. This program is for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion advised. Welcome to Remy's Roundtable. Get ready as Remy and Chris bring you news and history of Orlando theme parks and attractions, starting right now. Welcome everybody to another episode of Remy's Roundtable on January 7th, 2022. Happy New Year everybody and welcome to this episode. On tonight's episode, we have your Florida updates, your theme park updates. We have an interview with James Ethan Clark. We're going to push back the episode of the five with the five minute professor. Uh, he is going to come back on with us uh in a couple of weeks, and he's going to give us our lecture and quiz on the Scottish Highland Games. So, guys, welcome to the program, and uh, Happy New Year. Of course, you guys know me. My name is Remy, and with me, as always, is my dangerous co-host, my partner in crime. We have Megatron joining us tonight. We call him Chris on this program. Chris, what is going on, man? How are you doing? I'm doing great, Remy. How are you? Doing good, sir. And, of good, course, good. we have our sports guy. We have a big country. We call him Jared on his program. Jared, what is going on, sir? How you doing? Chicka-chicka. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. With all the BS we've been through tonight, finally, we've got some consistency here. Yes. Thank you. Ferris Bueller. 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 Yeah. We have yeah, my. Yeah. We also have my beautiful wife Jen joining us tonight as well. Hello, everybody. And Chris's wife Jen is with us tonight as well. Jen, how you doing? Uh, she left. By okay, the way. she left. <laughs> She's gone. Anyway, uh, gentlemen, uh, we need to we need to talk about something on this program real quick, and that is. Uh, Myself and uh, Megatron, we went to Fantasia Golf and uh, we caught up with our own Dane from Big Beautiful Disney. Chris, man, should we tell the audience about what type of shots we all took during our golfing event? No, the shots that we took. Go ahead, Jared. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Fully spill the beans. I would love to have been on that golf match with the with y'all on Monday when you guys went. Spill the beans. Tell me. <laughs> should we? I mean, sh- should we, dude? I mean, 
we've been keeping the audience on edge, so we might as well just tell them, though. Well, uh, first of all, there, there was one shot that uh, I have to say congrats to Dane. He smacked the ball so hard, it flew over a jump, a little ramp, and then went right into a whole thing of grass, which Chris thought there was a, an actual pond behind it, like behind it, and we see his ball flying like maybe 20 feet in the air and flap, drop right on the grass. For some reason, even though I knew you went mini golfing, I seriously thought you were talking about alcoholic shots. <laughs> wow. Okay. And the first thing that Hi. came to my thought, what shots you guys tried? The cum shot. Okay. <laughs> hold, hold on a second. Hang on. Let me let me start this again. Hi, my name is Chris. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so so apparently, guys, Remy's roundtable is now an AA meeting. So congratulations. Yeah, no, that's not happening. No, <laughs> Chris. So, Chris, Chris, do you want to tell the audience about that awesome shot that Dane took? Oh dear, that was a shot that I can say it'll make Tiger Woods and any PGA player jealous, to the point where they're like, "My God, what the hell was that?" <laughs> that is a one in a million shot that there's no humanly possible way. That you can replicate that shot ever again. Dane could probably ever. do it. Dane could probably do it again. He probably could, but not in the same way how he did it the first time. I mean, that was fantastic. I love <laughs> no it. shit, man. I'm, I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, what the fuck, Dane? There, 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 yeah, there, man. There, it went over a ramp and then it, it landed in the whole pile of grass. But you thought it was like a. You thought that there was a pond behind that. I area. could have sworn to God, I thought there was water back there. I was like, oh, I guess we're gonna take a mulligans here because there's no way gonna play that out of there. And we took we, we, we took so many mulligans on that day. And yeah, we had so many. But at the same time, I figured when I saw that ball go in that in that supposed pond. I saw a squirrel, and I'm just like, oh, my God, the squirrel's going to get the ball. The ball, the ball's gonna get the ball. <laughs> I was just like, do not get the ball. Do not get the ball. Please and do the not get the ball, sir. The damn little thing stood there, stared at me, and he kind of ran up the tree. I was like, oh, good boy or good girl. Say like, thank you. Thank you so much for not touching my ball. I mean, thank you. Yeah, thank no you shit. kindly. Okay, let's stop talking about you guys touching balls. We're not touching balls. We're just saying, you know, <laughs> what Chris and I were experiencing at the oh you were having a new experience huh? <laughs> <laughs> was it a new experience are you sure it was a new experience I if there was any type of experience I don't think I had a thrilling good time with him no so like a normal experience that's well I mean like, define, define normal to your aspect what's normal Remy, Remy killing a whole bottle of tequila in one hour. That's negative. Okay. What? I'm sorry, Jennifer. You're his. You know him better than I would. He can't define even normal. There is no normal with Remy. Are you sure? Oh, I'm pretty sure. He's totally he, not. You kind of hesitated there for a second. You're like, mm. uh, no, he's not normal. <laughs> he's okay. not. It's not. And he, yeah. No, and he can't do a whole bottle of tequila. He can barely handle a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> he 
tell he says oh my god somebody called you out and i literally drink wine with him and we've opened up a bottle of wine and i will finish almost the entire bottle and his drink oh my god yeah that's disgusting to say the least but okay anyways so back to this agenda of ball touching and ball (laughs) ass grabbing so ball are we scratching balls now too we're not just (laughs) scratching balls we're scratching taint as well but anyways (laughs) the point is that (laughs) the scores for that game it was it was on pretty damn close. Oh yeah, and you had, dude, they were close. And dude, you had some uh, pretty good. You know, uh, you had some good lucky shots. Are you there? Hello. We're here. Hello. No, no, we're not. We're. Like, guys, we're having some technical difficulties. Give me one second. Oh, Give us a second. Oh, so yeah, Chris, like like I was saying before, man, you had some lucky, I mean, you had some lucky-ass shots during our putt-putt I, match. I, I don't know if you can call it luck. I just call it something that Bagger Vans, Tiger Woods, or anybody else would be like, man, that's some pretty good shit. I mean, some were good, some were decent, some were just like, oh my god, can I get the damn ball in the damn hole? I mean, you saw me screaming out there, like, like Adam Sandler was in in um, Happy Gilmore. That's and your home. hole. That's where we belong. That's your hole. It's like we we had a good time, we you did. know. But I w- I wouldn't even say the shots were that epically amazing, but they were just averagely good, per se. And I think like what I mentioned uh, when we all left, I said when we were, when we were at Boardwalk, I said to you and Dane, I think that. Uh, since Happy Gilmore was filmed here in Florida, somebody should make an actual Happy Gilmore putt 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 course or a Happy Gilmore golf course. I mean, it'd be pretty. Oh, okay. We need to give out the scores because I'm sure everybody wants to know who won, and I'm sure Jerry wants to find out who won that game. Of course, we do, sir. And uh, Mr. Megatron, go ahead and tell. Tell Jared our scores first. I'm pretty so, sure. I, can I make a prediction? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I think it's Dane. Okay, uh, by how much? By how much? Uh, ooh. Was he over or under? No, I'm gonna say he probably by like two or three strokes. Okay, what about Chris? Oh, Chris definitely beat you. What about me? Uh, maybe like a 65. Ah, are you hearing that Megatron? Are, are you hearing that, sir? I uh, know I heard it. I mean, it. I, I would it. like to be nice to you because I did Congo River like a month ago, and I did a sixty-two. So. Oh, excuse me, Jared. Da. Jared. Hey, big Jared. country, big country I, there. I, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I, I, was just, I would. I was just listening to y'all jabbering on. I, no, because I, I if, want your input. I want. All right, all right. Doing this, I'm one hundred percent blind, not seeing the match at all. Knowing now, if I understood this right, you guys played at Fantasia Gardens, not Fantasia uh, Fairways, correct? No, we play. Yeah. We, we play at Fantasia Fantasia Fairways, which is the, the fairways. oh you play fa- oh you play Fairways. Oh, yes, we did play Fairways. Yes. 
We I played a big boys. Um, of course. I bet. Okay, you played big court. The big guys. I played that course. That course is hard. I'm. I'm gonna predict that Megatron is gonna win with five. With five under. Oh, okay. What about what about Dane? Part. Even. Okay. Okay, and what about uh, yours truly? Negative fifty. Negative fifty. My ass. <laughs> How the hell can you get a negative fifty on Faith on Fantasia Gardens? Please, please explain that to me. Elaborate. What's going through your freaking head saying that, oh, Remy can get a negative 50 on Fantasia Fairways? You got, you right. bo maybe you I've, bogeyed oh. like every hole. Ahead, Jared. I did not bogey. What do you predict for for Remy there, Jared? Oh, see, yes, now, now, now I'm yes, thinking. And yes, shit is the right adjective to throw in there. Go on. Goddamn, goddamn if, uh, four over. Four over. Four over. Okay. okay. All right. All right, Megatron. Tell the audience what were our final scores were at Fantasia, okay, sure. Fan, at Fantasia so, Fairways. Starting, so starting at number three with a 71. Ha! <laughs> Remy. Remy finished with a 71. My wife is laughing her ass off because of that score. <laughs> yes, because I am a better mini golfer than you are. That's awesome. Do you want to challenge want to challenge me on Fantasia? Let's go. Anyway. With a <laughs> and I like this number. With a 69 at number 2. Dane. Dane scored a 69. He scored a 69. So, with the first overall with a 66, yours truly. Chris won the game. Good job, Chris. All right. Good job. And Chris, if you could indulge me with what is the uh, course par? 71. There were different pars for different holes. I think the most that was a par was a par 5 for hole number 8, right. if I'm not mistaken. If you did a par all the way through, what would be your final score if you... Did it even part for the course? That's what I'm asking. I wow, that's a very good intelligent question. That I is. would. I mean, I, I would probably, I would probably finish with a, probably with a 68, 70 tops, easily. But the fact that I had two or three holes that I hit a three. Then another three, and then I hit a two, and then the rest were either four or five average pars. So, sixty-six and nine. Remember, seventy-one. Seventy-one. Yeah, I scored. Yeah, I scored bad in that game, man. It was horrible, but we all had fun. We had a great time. Yeah. Then we went to the boardwalk, yeah. had some pizza. I mean, who can I say no to nine dollar pizza? And then Chris and I stopped. Chris and I stopped by the uh, the bakery on the way out, and uh, it was delicious. Uh, yes. That's what. That's why I got you that uh, 
Oh, the key lime pie? The key lime, the key lime tart. Oh. That's where we go. That's, right, that's, that's the same thing that yeah. my wife yeah. had as well. So. He tried so hard to take it from me, and I was like, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big key lime person, so kudos to both of you for trying to eat that. Oh no, it's uh, delicious. It was good. It was good. I had a little. I had a little bite of it. It was actually not that bad. No, he had a big bite of it. I did not have a big <laughs> bite of it. It was delicious. He had too big of a bite of it. I Whatever. was so mad at him. You know what? Whatever. But anyway, anyway, guys, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we're gonna go ahead and do your uh, your birthday game and also your history. Hold it. Hold uh, it. Yes, Mr. Hold it. Hold yes, it. Hold yes, it. Yes, Hold yes, it. yes, yes. So I just looked up a photo of the fair. So. For the Ferris course, I I can actually tell you right now how well you guys did. If you did 100% true poor par to the course, so the court, so the par score if you did all the way through, even par would have been 72. So Remy, you finished what under par? One under par. That's right. One under. So I could have scored a hole in one somewhere. So Dane, I actually did the last one. So Dane finished three under par. Megatron, you finished six under par. Wait, how much under? Six for me. Six. He was six under. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And what, what about Dane? Dane was what three under? Dane was not. Or two. Dane was. Dane was Three. 69. 69. So he was three under. Oh, three under. All right, so we did pretty good. We actually did, yes. we did pretty good on that course. Uh, but yeah, like, but like, I, like, like I said, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to go ahead and do your theme park uh, history and also your birthday game as well. Guys, do not go anywhere. You're listening to Remy's Roundtable. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Scott from the No New Friends podcast, the podcast for adults who love to laugh at adulting. We're streaming everywhere every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Join us as we discuss adulting, parenting, relationship issues, and then we talk about some pop culture news, some strange news, and other current events. Once again, that's the No New Friends podcast every Sunday night, streaming everywhere. And now back to this episode of Remy's Roundtable. This program is for mature audience only. Viewer discretion advised. You wanna get out? Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get out? Tell me. Get down on it. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Remy's Roundtable, streaming on all podcasting platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. Check us out on tpublic.com and also on. Uh, you know, Linktree, that's where you guys can see all of our podcasting programs. And, uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming up for you guys. So, welcome back, everybody. Of course, you guys know the crew. My name is Remy, and with me, we have my dangerous co-host, my partner in crime. We have Megatron joining us tonight, and we have 
uh, Jared. We also have my beautiful wife, Jen. And uh, it is now time for us to go ahead and do the theme park history and play the celebrity birthday game. Uh, we're also going to talk about on the program later on today. Uh, later on, we're going to talk about uh, Betty White's uh, Betty White passing, uh, John Madden passing. Uh, we also the all the three of us are going to talk about Spider Man No Way Home. Uh, we're also going to discuss the first and second episode of the Book of Boba Fett, uh, Sydney Poitier. Uh, the passing of Sidney Poitier today and uh, that's pretty much it we're going to talk about those topics uh, for tonight so here we go guys on January 7th 1992 Voyage of the Little Mermaid was open at Disney's MGM Studios now when you guys went to uh, Hollywood Studios did you guys ever go see that show no I never I never did no Jared, did you go see the show, the The Little Mermaid, at uh, Hollywood Studios? Never saw it either. Jen, did you see The Little Mermaid at Hollywood Studios or MGM Studios back then? It was definitely MGM when I went, and um, yeah, I think so. When I was very, very young. When you were very young, right? Yeah, but I don't have very good memories. Of it. It's very young. At least they're good, but I whether. I just go in there and just get the AC. Just feel the nice, cool AC. On, Gen On January 7th, 2008, Disney's MGM Studios officially changed its name to Disney's Hollywood Studios. And that was back in 2008. And finally, on January 7th, 2015, the deconstruction of the Sorcerer's Hat took place at Disney's Hollywood Studios studios all right guys happy birthday today to nicholas cage how old is nicholas cage today mm. jared you want to take a hit mm. nicholas cage the cage and and i, I want to Dude, don't you freaking dare cut me off. Don't do it now. Do not start now. Or I'm literally going to jump off here. How, how old is uh, Nicholas Cage? One time only. Nicholas Cage, I'm saying he's 57. 57 for Big Country. Uh, Chris? I'm going to go with 62. 62 and Jen? I would say Nicolas Cage is probably closer to 66. Yeah, Nicolas Cage today, he is 58 years old today. 58. So He's Jared takes it. hard and put up wet. So it sounds like me, right? Uh. I don't know what I just said. I don't know what I just said there, to be honest. I yeah. don't know what I just said there. <laughs> All right, Jared, happy birthday to the one, the only, Hawkeye, Mr. Jeremy Renner. How old is Jeremy Renner today? Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye. Mr. Bowenero, 
Mr. Purple. Fifty and Jen. Fifty-three. All right, Jared, bring us home, man. How old is uh, Jeremy Renner? Well, he is fifty-one years old today. He is fifty-one. Happy birthday to the late Dustin Diamond. He plays Screech on Saved by the Bell. He uh, he pat he passed away. He pa he passed away last year. And a good and a good uh, comedian, uh, Mr. Mike Hurley. You guys can hear him on Real Laughs on Real Radio 104.1. Uh, he was very close to uh, Mr. Dustin Diamond, and he would open up for him at the uh, the Orlando Improv uh, when he w whenever he was in town. Uh, but yeah, how old how old is Mr. Dustin Diamond? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if he was still alive right now. Forty-four for Megatron. Jen, how old is uh, Dustin Diamond? I keep thinking he's like forty-six. And how about uh, Big Country? Jared, how old is uh, Mr. Dustin Diamond? Yeah, but he was like 12 when they started. He was the youngest one. On he started. was the youngest, yeah. Was he really 12? Yeah, he, he would have been 45 years old if he was still still here with us. Uh, happy birthday today to from the Today Show with... Uh, Al Roker and uh, Matt, whatever his name, Matt Lot Lauer, whatever his name. No, it's not Matt Lauer anymore. Matt Lauer, no, I know, I know it's not. But I'm talking about like the old school uh, Today Show. Happy, happy birthday today to Katie Couric, which actually I actually met her at New York uh, when I was very young, and I met, and, I, and I remember this very vaguely. But I told my mom like, Mom, her left boob was really hard. So somebody had a boob job. I'm gonna say no comment on that one. Um, I think that Katie Couric is probably about 64. 64 for Jen. Uh, big Country, how old is Katie Couric? What? I said she had a hard boob? My husband? I can believe it. Chris has no comment. <laughs> 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 
What gave you that impression? Did, did, did I say that, that? Did I say that? That was gonna be my my New Year resolution is try to keep the show professional and not saying the more not saying any more dirty stuff on air. You know what? It's a podcast. We can say this shit. You know. <laughs> Don't tisk me. So who is it on? Is it on a, a big country? Yes, uh, Jared. Jared, how old is uh, Katie Kirk today? Jen says sixty-four, and now Jared is on you, sir. And uh, Chris, how old is uh, Katie Kirk? Katie, Katie. Casey. Yeah, she's 65 years old today. 65. Jeez. And finally, happy birthday to this gentleman right here. And uh, you guys know him very well. And uh, I'm actually going to play one of his songs for you guys. Because you guys were giving guys each other nicknames uh, during the uh, podcast. So guys, happy, happy birthday to this guy right here. Happy birthday to Mr. Kenny Loggins. How old is Kenny Loggins today? Highway to the danger zone. Mm -hmm. That old fossil. <laughs> Fifty-seven for Megatron and uh, Jen. How old is uh, Kenny Loggins today? Um, <laughs> she has to think about. It. She's like, hmm. Let me think. He's got to be when he did Top Gun. Uh, he was this age. I mean, I'm not that old. Um, I, sixty-nine. 69 for Jen and uh, Big Country. How old is uh, Mr. Kenny Loggins today? Yeah, he's 74 years old today. 74. Bring it home. Alright, all right, guys. Let's go ahead. Yes, Mr. Megatron. Whose birthday is it today? Uh, the guys, while Chris is looking it up, uh, this podcast has been brought to you by tpublic.com. Check us out on that website. You guys can, uh, right now, they are still giving out that 30% off discount for uh, for all of you guys who want to purchase our merchandise. All right, Chris, what do you got, man? Oh, yeah, it is her birthday. It is her birthday today. Shit. Happy birthday to Lauren Cohen. Lauren Cohen, who played Maggie in The Walking Dead. And also she was in The Vampire Diaries. She was also in Super Supernatural. And she was also in 
Batman versus Superman. I did not know about that. I would say she is 39. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give her a flat 40. The boom! All right, guys. Jared, Jared, we're gonna, we're gonna say that, man. We're totally gonna say forty. Wow. All right, all right, folks. Let's go ahead and talk about a couple things that I do want to mention, and that is, uh, we want to give our condolences to Miss Betty White. Now she was, she was an, an extraordinary actress. Uh, from from the Golden Girls, from uh, some of her Mary Tyler Moore show. Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh, uh, Morty. She was in the uh, one. She was in like one episode with Robin Williams in that one show. And before that, she did theater. She did other TV shows. She did you know movies and things like that. She did a lot of different things. In fact, she was um, you know. One of the first female producers, they said. Yeah, she was a producer. I totally forgot about that. And she, she, during a time where people were segregated, she actually had a an African American dancer and singer on her on her um, variety show that she had in the like fifties or sixties. And when the South, obviously the way the south is when the south said you know that they were going to ban her show or or tell trying to get the network to stop her from having the show if she didn't kick the guy off she ended up giving him more things to do on the show really so he was yeah. like so he was he was a, a dancer or was he a uh, was he a musician he was a singer he was a vocalist that's what i thought okay so yeah i mean do, do you guys have and oh and there's one thing uh Jared and Chris, did you guys see when she hosted, uh, when Betty White hosted uh, Saturday Night Live? Yes, I watched that. Yes, I did. Jared, what about you, man? Did you watch it? Yes. Oh my gosh, she was pretty funny. But all right, so guys, uh, we're gonna talk. Her her illustrious career in films go as the Lorax. The Lorax, yes. Lake Placid, You Again, The Proposal. I mean, the list goes on on bringing it, bringing down the house. And she was in a, she was in a, 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 a TV show too. Uh, what, was, what was that one TV show? Oh, she was, she was in Hot in Cleveland. Hot in Cleveland, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, she was. <laughs> she was a she sexy was. old broad too, when you think about it, because she actually ha- was one of the first people that came out with the fact that she did pinup. She did a pin- she did like basically semi nude um, to almost fully nude pictures in the like. 40s and fit or in the 50s so she would she want to do playboy would she no she totally would have if they'd asked her i'm sure because that's one of the things that she did one of the first things she did was she did um pictures like that and they actually i remember a few years ago it came out and they were showing her pictures from when she was that young was this young bombshell and and what have you and that she had posed for these pictures and it was one of her first gigs and she, I mean, she looked phenomenal, like really good looking. She was a good looking girl. 
I mean, I, I mean, and not only not only that, but here's a fun fact for you: Betty White appeared in The Simpsons from 2000 to 2007. She did several voices on the show. Did it, did, did uh, does it say how many voices she did, or was it just one character she did? Uh, she did one particular character, and she was in several um, um, cameo appearances on the show. That is awesome. She was, and you know, everybody, most people know her as Rose Nyland. You know, yes. from the Golden Girls. From the Golden Girls, I remember yeah. watching when she was on the... Um, I'm not that old, but I... Watching Nick at Night and... Nick and, at Night, the place for TV hits. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> watching Nick at Night and watching uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show and Suzanne, her character, being like this just nasty, just woman. And, and how she would just sort of be like this competitive chick that you know had the sly remarks and had the different things and she was sort of like very different from what you were originally or as a as you know our generation was introduced to her as well i want to play i want to play a song for you know betty white so betty white this goes out to you So, Betty White, that goes out to you. And, guys, now let's go ahead and get into uh, – let's go ahead, go ahead and talk about the passing of a true legend. He did play for the Philadelphia Eagles, but we all know him as coach. Uh, we also want to give our condolences to John Madden. John freaking Madden. Uh, he, he was an influence on pretty much on everybody on this program. I mean, not including – you know Remy's Roundtable, but no new friend, no no new, no new friends podcast. Diz his, uh, and uh, big beautiful Disney. We we love sports and we all love football. And guys, I have to say that yes, I did lose the the fantasy football league, so I do now have to purchase a big beautiful Disney T-shirt and a chump uh, fantasy football league t-shirt that says i'm a chump lost to lost the uh fantasy football league and i found that on amazon i might might have to get it but uh i want to ask you guys this jared can you remember your your favorite madden game that you used to play or or what was your or what was your very first madden game you played on any game console Hmm. Probably Madden 2004. Madden 2004. All right, Megatron. What about you, sir? What was your first Madden game you played? Oh my God, <laughs> that's simple. It was for the Super NES. And it was Madden 94. 94. I'm about. To, I was gonna say the same damn thing, man. 94 that was. was... My, that was my actual first Madden game that I ever got, and ever since then, you know, I just got hooked onto it. All I, the... I, I can't say that I played 
every single one, but I owned a good about seventy percent of them. Like I, I played, I played Madden '94 when it was on NES, and then I played the other Madden when it was on the uh, N64, PlayStation, uh, Xbox, and we. Just, I mean, we just had to give, have to give out a shout out to Mr. Uh, John Madden and his family. But uh, that was, you know, um, he 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 put an influence on all of us on this program. He did, but if it wasn't for this gentleman bringing out his name just his name alone to be put into a video game i mean none of us today we would know what to play if it was for football how it would right. be played if it wasn't just for madden alone do you, do you guys think that madden should be the front cover of the next madden game when it comes out oh yeah i think you need to play tribute to him absolutely i think that the next cover to madden should be coach madden like you know how they have now every every level, like from the regular edition to the I guess the MVP edition. I think the special edition one should have him as a cover, either in a platinum cover or a gold cover. Yeah, commemorative, but, but it, it, commemorative which, edition. Which the uh, the gold cover will cost everybody like a hundred something dollars, but I'm not gonna pay that much for a golden cover video game. There's no way in hell I will pay that much. Absolutely not. But uh. The thing that we can now talk about now is the three of us. Well, Jen, I'm sorry, but we're gonna be giving out some spoilers. Gentlemen, we all saw we all saw Spider-Man: No Way Home. What did you yes. guys What did you guys think about that movie? Well, I have to say when I when I first saw it and the reaction to the theater alone. It was, it was such a great, it was such a great um, um, captive do, way to bring certain characters the, uh, when the, the realm of other the, realms the of other worlds, you know, other Spider-Man yeah. verses to say. When and, and you know what, the cat's out of the bag. So you know, I'm sorry, Jen, if you haven't seen it, but. We all know that yes, Andrew Garfield's in it, and yes, we know that Toby Toby McGuire's in it. So, for those two to make their appearances, their, their appearances in the film, and just seeing Jared's reaction. I mean, when we went to see it, because that was my Christmas present to Jared. We went to see it, and um, Jared's reaction was priceless because his mouth opened up wide when he saw Andrew Garfield take off his mask. I was like, oh, okay, so... Is that is that it, true, Jared? Yes. It, 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 go ahead, Jared. Tell him. Hey, Jared, you there, man? I think he's sleeping. I think he's sleeping, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, Chris, uh, let's go ahead and continue it. Uh, he uh, just... No, but his... Um, Jared's reaction was priceless just as much as mine was. Mine was extremely priceless. Like when I saw it for the first time, everybody in the, th in the entire theater just went nuts. Like literally nuts when they saw Andrew Garfield and yet alone when they saw Tobey Maguire. I think, and, and this is just me, the way how this movie stands out, I think personally this movie stands right there next to Endgame. 
Yeah, in in game, yes, man, I I completely agree on that, uh, babe. Yes, I am sorry, but Spider-Man was a great freaking movie. I'm sure it was, but like I've said before, I had a panic attack when I saw Doc Ock years and years ago with Tobey Maguire. Yeah, you told me you told me about that. You did. Uh, now, Chris, uh, did you see? Did you see the uh, the first and second episode of the book of Boba Fett? I sure did. It really, you're talking to the one who's a big fan of Boba Fett. Oh yeah, dude. I gotta say, I just finished. I just finished watching the second episode, and let's just say that I was shocked on how the the Sand People trained Boba Fett during his training when he wasn't when he couldn't hold that that stick weapon and then he yeah. said he said you know what here i'm gonna do something for you guys i'm gonna go stop this big machine for you guys and i'm gonna go ahead and give you guys a gift and then once he did that the sand people started showing him res- more respect saying this is for you 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 did a good job this is for you for now on this is your your weapon and i hope you well, take good care he, of it he earned his respect with them that's the point that was the whole plot of it is to earn your respect Right. I haven't seen the second episode, but... Spoiler, sorry. From the first episode, I loved the fact that they used the same guy that they had in the movie um, from the... It was episode two? Yes. The Clone Clone Wars? With the Clone Wars. I loved that they used him, the one who played um, Django. Yes. As the clone, basically. Yeah. And Boba Fett. That yeah. they actually years later used him. Yeah. That to me is amazing. Is and it also is a is a testament to the to the guy who's playing Boba Fett because that means that he made an amazing impression on them. Oh, he did. Yeah. He sure did. And I, not not only the impression was made well, I think the fact the way how. His acting ability as Django is pretty much portrayed exactly as how he is doing it right now with Boba Fett. And I gotta say, not just the whole, like, theories and how he escaped, but the first episode, it was inevitable for me to see that I knew you had to show the Sarlacc pit in there. You had to show exactly how he was trapped in there. Right. Let alone how he escaped. And the fact that he had to go to a stormtrooper to take whatever air was still trapped in that suit for him to breathe through to get himself out of that pit, it impressed me so much. And and exactly- I, I think and I think the most impressive thing about that about that first scene is how he was just he's trying to figure out this maze of this freaking animal. It's like, yeah. all right, I gotta find, I gotta find another way. I, I can't go out through his mouth. Let me see if I just go through this way. Use a flamethrower, and <laughs> all right, wait, I'm out. I'm out of stand. I'm out of his body. How in the hell did I survive this beast? Pretty much. Well, and okay, so here's the deal. I am a huge fan of Star Wars. However, the section where you know the parts where, um, well, basically the fan fiction, the different things, um, the books that have come out and what have you. I haven't really done that 
part of it. You know, I've done more of the watching of the movies and, and what have you. So I don't exactly completely understand Boba Fett and the reason why like he's in the water tank all the time. Why does he have to be in a water tank? Um, well, just just think about how Luke was in Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And you have to think about how he stayed out there in the snow for so long. Mm -hmm. They get to recover in a sense that he needed to come back in a way where he was kind of basically frozen. So for him yeah. to be out there in the desert is kind of like hydrating him, his skin in a way. And at the same time, for him, he's a clone. Remember, he's an unaltered clone to his death. Like everything is the same. Nothing's been altered. The difference is the way how I see it is that, you know, he, he went through a traumatic, you know, phase being in that pit. And that, remember, that all takes place right after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So if you, if you think about it, how long he's been in there without a breath in his own body. He was in there for a while. Well, he was in there for a while. Okay, okay, so that's another thing. So Return of the Jedi, he was in there. And then we don't know. I mean, he the all of the, the times that he's in the water tank... There are flashbacks, though. So we don't know how long he's lived since then. You know what I mean? I see where you're going with that. That's true. Time, all I can explain to that is the flat. Yes, I get the flashbacks. I know where you're trying to say how long he's been in there and all this other thing. But I think the important aspect overall is what everybody wanted to see was that he literally did get out of there alive. That the Sarlacc did not actually swallow up whole, and he's pretty much dead, like you saw in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Now, the books explain more in detail. Now, I haven't read these books in a long time, a long, long time. I'm and so proud of you. I am so proud of you right now. That particular literature, and for me to the question read about you have it, question. I just would love to get back right now. on that. But I think that's going to take a little bit away from the show because it's not going to climax in the same way or match in the same way right how however but i say about 60 percent of it will the other 40 is going to be more what feloni and favreau want to fabricate outside of what the book will actually say per se so and and believe it or not i mean i i i agree with both of them you know Kathleen Kennedy needs to get her snout out of their face. Bye-bye, Kennedy. Get the fuck out of there. Kathleen Kennedy is one of those people where just because you're in charge of Lucasfilms does not give you the ultimate right to be hovering and telling Favreau... I just want to take it over. Like how to actually do a program. Yeah, I mean, she needs that's to exactly, get out. That's exactly what she was trying to do which micromanagement when it came to the Mandalorian and that's when that tweet came out to you know when Favreau came up with that tweet and told her on on Twitter you know I forgot exactly what the words were but they weren't pretty because I mean come on the man is trying to create a show that everybody's gonna like which he did mm -hmm. he successfully did it with the first two seasons of the Mandalorian and then working with Filoni and Favreau, and then bringing that entire story plot mm -hmm. to the to 
alive to bring the book of Boba Fett, and then she wants to alter the story of the book of Boba Fett. It's like, oh, you know, absolutely, you know, absolutely not, man. There's no, alter, yeah, she can't do alter, that. You don't alter that. See, and the thing about it is, is you would put that. Why wouldn't a smart person, an intelligent person, looks at what they have, looks at the people that they have around them, and what they have accomplished. And they, they decide that, you know, okay, well, this person knows what they're doing. Yeah. So why would I, you know, I get wanting to put your own stamp on something, but why would I mess with something when it's working? That's you true. Know? He, I mean, looking at, you know, behind the scenes of how Mandalorian was made and what have you, Favreau knows what he's doing. He knows exactly Favreau what has he's a doing. Plan. You know, he knows what what's up. He knows he is. I mean, know, he, I mean, I think about this. I mean, way. think about it. No, no, Spider-Man. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes, he is. part. Yes, he was part of he is part of the Marvel mo- franchise. But let's not forget his very first movie, his, ver- his very first Christmas movie, which made over million, millions of dollars. Elf. That's his baby. Thank you. He knows how to make people happy. He knows how to make people enjoy it especially if it's some i mean he he's been able to take people who aren't even in like they're not even originally fans of the star wars universe and turn them into fans of the star wars universe exactly which i'm i'm happy what he's doing but the whole i wouldn't say i wouldn't say that john farrow's first movie was um well, I said I, I said I said his first Christmas movie. His Christmas movie was Elf, but I, I didn't. I don't know his like his first no, his, actual his movie. His actual first movie he ever did was called Swingers. Swingers, I remember that movie. Yeah, Swingers was his first gig that he ever did, and ever since then he took off. So you can thank Favreau for the following that I'm about to mention. If it wasn't for Iron Man, the MCU would not exist as well as you the- are absolutely thank right, you. dude. With him and D- uh, Robbie Down- Robert Downey Jr. Yep. Exactly. All right, guys. Because let's, let's Disney Disney gave Robert Downey Jr. an ultimatum. That ultimatum was, if we're going to hire you to play a big role, and you're going to be contracted for the next, say, couple of years. Plus years, you need to have a clean and sober act without no use of drugs whatsoever. And he did you it. you got to remember, this man went to rehab he went to rehab to re- to recover himself from the drugs that he did and he yes he did relapse and he cleaned himself again so disney saw something in him to say you know what let's give him a shot let's give him a chance yeah i know that he deserves a big shot and because of disney because of marvel because of bringing him on as being a climactic cinematic symbol for what Marvel stands for as far as superheroes is concerned. So you can thank Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. bringing everything that has to do with the MCU to where is that today. And that's why I say Favreau is a genius. When it, it comes when it comes to, to this. When it comes to storytelling. Right. Because that's exactly what he was trying to tell Kathleen Kennedy. You need to back off, let me do my thing. With with Filoni, let me do art. Let's do our thing together. You just back off. All you have to do is just look at the storyboards and just say, yay or nay. And that's but it. in this case, in this case, she didn't have much of a choice to say. She can only agree to say yes because with the genius mind that he has, that she has in in um, John Favreau, along with Filoni, 
that he was a creator of the Clone Wars. So, I mean, you put two and two together, you're going to get a great product. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, let's, take, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the program uh, for this lovely Friday evening. And uh, we're going to give a shout-out to... Uh, you know, we're, we're going to give a shout-out to James Ethan Clark. Uh, he came on the program, myself, Chris, and Jen. We did an interview with him, and it will be on this program for you guys to listen to. But, guys, do not go anywhere. You are listening to Remy's Roundtable. We'll be right back. Disney? Do you love finding out fun facts about your favorite attractions or restaurants? Then you must try Diz His, the Disney History Podcast. Joe, Alex, and Jen will keep you entertained as they deep dive into all things Disney. Visit DizHis.com or follow us on all social media at DizHis65. We even have a YouTube channel. Just search DizHis anywhere and I hope you give us a listen. This program is for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion advised. It was Christmas Eve in the drunk tank. An old man said to me, won't see another one. Turn my face away and dreamed about you. Welcome back everybody to another episode uh, another episode of Remy's Roundtable. Happy New Year everybody. Just want to say that because this is our New Year episode on January 7th, 2022. Uh, my name is Remy and with me as always is my dangerous co-host Chris. Greetings and salutations to everybody. Happy 2022. And we got my wife joining us tonight. We got Jen joining us tonight on this program. Hello, everybody. Gentlemen, I I just want to say this time because I, uh, guys, I just want to say that I got hooked on this music when I was, babe, help me out here, when I was like maybe 12, 13 years old, and I got hooked on this type of music, Great Big C, and... You know, okay. Because uh, so I'm, I'm just trying, that's I'm, called blowing it out of proportion. You didn't know anything about Great Big C until I wrote until it. Until you wrote, attention. yeah. But I've heard that group before. But I mean, guys. But I, country music in general, you've known. Yes, about. for for quite some time. But guys, I want you guys to take take listen listen to this track real quick. The name of this tune is called Fairy Tale of New York, featuring Miss Lily May and, a, and our guest today, Mr. James Ethan Clark. James, what is going on, man? How are you doing? Hey, guys. How are you? Doing great, man. So I listened to your entire song, your uh, Fairy Tale of New York, and all I can say is 
How come this song is not in a Disney movie? <laughs> Probably because the original recording was a little bit crude.、Um, it's actually it's a cover of、uh, this this song called "Fairy Tale of New York" by the Pogues.、Um, it was released in the the 80s, and the words are a little bit different. I had to I had to retool them a little bit.、Um, let's just say it, it wasn't、uh, wasn't family friendly. Oh, wait! It's not family friendly at all. It's NSFW. Oh, not not safe. Not safe、yeah. for work. No, no Pogues not usually. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes!、Oh, it's uh, but but yeah, it's it, you know, it's 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 a very old song at this point, um, because the '80s were over 30 years ago. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Don't remind and, me. Yeah, I know. I just turned thirty this past year, so it's uh, it's 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 very strange. I turned、um, yeah. I was gonna say but, I turned thirty nine yesterday, so I got more on you. That's right. Yeah, there you go.、Um, but but yeah, it's uh, those those lyrics are、uh, are are not very family friendly. But as far as the whole Disney song goes, I mean, I w- I wouldn't be opposed to our version being, you know, the song for the next Frozen if they want it to be. Frozen. Okay, well, I, I can see. I I can actually see the song, and the、uh, maybe like like a sequel to Brave that uh, that uh, uh, era.、Right. I I can totally see your music in that in that film. To be honest. Well, that's great. Like toward, I've never heard that before, but I like that. Maybe maybe towards like the end credits and say, all right, guys. Well, James Ethan's new music is out. Go check it out. You guys can see his new music on Brave and、uh, yada yada yada. You know. But、uh, tell us, man,、uh, wh- where you from? Wh- where'd you grow up? I'm originally from、uh, southeastern North Carolina、uh, in a small town called Wilmington. Wilmington.、Uh, okay. Yeah, right, right on the water.、Um, and、uh, I was I was there for. Uh, north of twenty years, and、uh, I decided to come to Nashville in two thousand sixteen. After traveling here for many years before that,、uh, finally decided to to bite the bullet and move here, and haven't looked back since. What made What made you decide to go to、uh, Nashville? Um, outside opinion, honestly,、um, I was really skeptical about it when I decided to move here.、Um, Because I, you know, I along with you know many other people,、uh, didn't really understand what Nashville was all about. You know, I, I thought that it was Broadway and country music, and that was pretty much it.、Uh, but it wasn't until I moved here and started meeting people that I realized、uh, how much more Nashville had to offer.、Um, I mean, truly, you know, I've told people before the main reason I stayed here is because of the people.、Um, it's it's you know it's a wonderful city,、it、really is. Yes, Jen. You have a, you have a question? Yeah.、Um, so, I, as a as a human being, you want to put things into categories and what have you. And listening to some of your music has definitely that that southern sort of country feel to it, and a lot of it. But、mm-hmm. that's not necessarily what it is. How would you classify what your type of music would be? So, anytime somebody asks me that question, I normally give them the same answer, and it's Americana indie rock. Yeah, I could totally see that. Sort of almost a、um, um, Bobby.、Uh, who am I thinking of? Who who are you thinking of? Like the the old rockers that did the the.、Um... What? I, I can't. 
My brain is not big. Bo Bo Bobby who? Like, no. uh... Bob. Bob. Oh, Bob Dylan? Thank Bob you. Dylan. Okay. <laughs> See, my husband should be my other side of my brain for me, and you, you just did it very nicely. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah, so <laughs> I could definitely hear, like, that that sort of... That style of folk, folk, folksy indie kind of music coming out. Yeah, there's too. there's a lot of that kind of influence. Um, a lot of influence from singer-songwriters from the '60s, uh, rock bands from the '70s, that kind of thing. A lot of that, a lot of that bleeds into what I'm doing for sure. So I got a quick question to ask you, man, and that is, uh, when was the last time you and your family came to Florida? When's the last time? Yeah, when was the last time you you and your family took a trip to uh, Florida? I can't remember the last time we took a trip, um, but I was there for work in uh, the beginning of December. Um, I, I, on top of you know being a full-time musician, I also do have a big boy job because it's you know it, 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 I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's all. That's all of us on this program, like, including yeah. myself and my uh, dangerous co-host Chris over here. Uh, I work for a uh, certain theme park here in Florida, and uh, yes, I'm gonna say it. I do work for the Mouse, and uh, it, it is Disney. And uh, my question is, when was the last time you've been to the parks, man? The parks? Yeah, um, the theme parks. Yeah. I was at Let's see. I was the last time I went into the amusement park was 2006. Okay, 2006. everything and everything has changed. I was, <laughs> I was at I was at Disney Springs uh, this year. Oh, cool! You, yeah. you saw the uh, the you saw a lot of changing going on over at Disney Disney Springs. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, before it was Disney Springs, it was Pleasure Island, the, the whole nightclubs and everything, and then they mm -hmm. transformed into Downtown Disney, and then and then Downtown Disney became Disney Springs. Uh, like I, this podcast is for everybody who who wants to know what's going on in Florida and the theme parks, and that's what we talk about on the program. We talk about the theme parks. So my question is to you, sir, is. Uh, what type of rides do you, what type of rides do you do you enjoy? Do you enjoy roller coasters, simulators? Do you have any preference on any your favorite Disney rides you you like to go on? Mainly the roller coasters. There we go. Yeah. I've I've always enjoyed roller coasters. I'm terrified of heights, but for some reason when I'm strapped in on a man-made metal structure, I'm not afraid. <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm much on the same path with you, man. I mean, I, I hate heights, but I do I do enjoy roller coasters. That's the, I I like them as well. Um, so we're gonna talk about your music real quick. So you said it's like an indie rock Americana uh, style. So would you compare yourself to Great Big C? Um, maybe some influence from there. Yeah, um, there's some similarities for sure. Um, oftentimes when when I get asked about. Uh, you know who I can compare my music to. I'll, I'll give answers like, you know, there's some Kings of Leon influence. There's also, um, you know, like Jim Croce and Almond Brothers from the '70s. But you know, even more, you know, current bands like Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit or Rustin Kelly, things like that. Um, you know, there, there's, there's, it's kind of hard to pinpoint really uh, what kind of you know, band or, or, you know, particular name or things like that. 
um, that I could liken the stuff to. And, and that's not me being like, oh, my stuff is so original. I right. can't compare it to anybody. It's just, you know, I get it. I get influence from so many different places. It's, it's hard to, to track it down. Right. I, I, under, I completely understand that, man. I mean, I know a couple guys uh, here in Florida and I asked them that same question. They're like, you know, we're not kind of, we're not like them, but we're trying to bring that sound to the audience to make them feel like, oh, this is, this is what they should have sound like, you know? Uh, who actually influenced you to become a musician and who are your, uh, your top, like your top favorite guitar players that inf influenced you to play guitar and write down your, uh, write down your music? I think my biggest influence to to become a a musician in general uh, was my grandmother. She was actually uh, she was a choir director for twenty some years uh, in North Carolina, and she was also in a um, gospel trio in the seventies um, that that toured and they were on television and things like that. Um, but she had a she had a piano in her house, and she was always playing and singing and. Um, you know, at a very early age, I was I was singing as well, um, right there with her, even though I couldn't really hold a tune. Uh, you know, there's there's pictures of me like holding little Fisher Price electric guitars when I'm two years old. You know, and, and one of those microphones, it's got a little rattler in the bottom of it. You know what I'm talking about from the early oh, 90s? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. So there's there's pictures and videos of me doing that at like two years old. So. Um, my family was a big influence as far as that goes, and they've always been big supporters. Um, you know, I they never forced me to do anything um, that I didn't want to do. So anytime I was like, I want to go do this, or I want to try this competition, or that kind of thing, you know, like whether it was like a singing competition in church or at school or something like that, um, they were they were always 100% supportive, and and they are to this day still, which is very cool. That is uh, that's awesome. And uh, my question was, uh, who who like who also like your top your top artists? Like who who do you enjoy, you know, to listen to? Like who, who are your top artists that you, you enjoy to listen to? I mentioned a couple of them a few minutes ago. I do listen to a lot of Kings of Leon. Um, I listen lately. I've I've listened to a lot of Rustin Kelly. Um, I don't know if you've heard his music before, but uh, he's big in the Americana circuit. Um, since living in Nashville, it's really strange, man. You know, I actually listen to a lot of my friends. Uh, I really enjoy their music, which is which is cool to say. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll you know take an opportunity to throw a couple of names out of friends of mine that I listen to. Like, um, there's an artist that I did a song with. I don't know if you heard it or not on my Spotify, but um, I did a song a couple of years ago called "Daylight Comes, Daylight Goes." And uh, it, that, that was a song that I wrote with a friend of mine. Her name's Leah Blevins. Um, she's incredibly talented. I love her music. Um, you know, she's from Kentucky. She's got like a Dolly Parton type voice. Really, really cool. Um, another friend I really enjoy listening to is a guy named Joel Adam Russell. Um, he's very talented as well. Uh, but when it comes to, you know, popular music that I'm listening to, mm -hmm. right now I can't get enough of... Uh, of Jason Isbell's stuff, I listen to a lot of Brandy Carlisle. Um, she's, gosh, she's so talented. Um, I do listen to some Casey Musgraves. Um, gosh, who else popular? Maggie Rogers, I really like her. Um, 
there's there's a long list i'll just say that <laughs> right i i understand like my my list is uh like as people who i listen to like, to give me an influence uh because i'm i'm also a musician myself i will listen to you know tower of power earth one and fire uh mm-hmm. the neville brothers which are from uh, new orleans and i have a huge thing on new orleans music um Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles. I, I, my list goes on and on and on. But the one guy, sure. the one group that influenced me the most, you know, listening to music, and it's my dad. My dad, he he got me hooked on music from when I was at a younger age. And he said, Remy, you got to listen to this group. Go, go listen to this group. Go see them. And then go to different, you know, you know, local areas you listen to, like local artists, and go check them out. Like, I could name a couple groups from right here uh stealing peaches is there is a group called stealing peaches they're an almond brothers group and uh like an almond almond brothers tribute group and uh mm-hmm. it's another group called shack nasty these guys are like a like a funk house uh group and they put like in basements and open sure. bars so yeah they're they're pretty they're pretty uh, cool as well uh chris do you have any questions you want to ask mr uh james uh ethan clark um I think he pretty much summed it, but I kind of do have to narrow it down to what you said. I know that Remy asked you about in regards to what you grew up listening to. Now, in the 90s, the scene was grunge and Nirvana and all this other stuff. I mean, I was born in 1981, so by doing the math, you know how old I am. So I'm not going to say it. But I, I grew up in the scene of listening to... From GNR to um, Metallica, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, listening to your music, it's, it's totally, like, balanced out with everything that you do. And just, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. But when you grew up in the 90s, you had a specific group from the grunge era that you pretty much like to say, man these guys are great or this group is awesome anybody in particular that might pop into your head and say they were great i mean you know as as a child of uh, as a child of the 90s i was really fortunate that my brother was was born in 83 um and my dad listened to a lot of rock and roll radio so at like four and five years old like i'm sitting there knowing all the words to like you know, Third Eye Blind songs and, and Blind Mel and Sublime. And, you know, I think I remember I was I was still a kid and I knew every word to Eminem's Stan. Like, you know, uh, probably nice. not appropriate for me to be saying at that age, but I definitely <laughs> yeah. heard, um, you know, but like my, my dad listened to a lot of like Alice in Chains and Stone Temple Pilot and things like that. So that's cool. Uh, that's cool. A lot of that stuff, I, I you know, can remember riding in my dad's truck you know as a kid listening to, to rock and roll that's, radio that is song. awesome that's awesome yeah yeah I'm- i mean i i can say that my influence for rock came when my mom and dad went to see led zeppelin at the madison square garden when they came to the united states it was 1970 74 somewhere out there and they to see them and i i told my dad before he passed away i said you have got to be one of the most luckiest human beings to go see 
Led Zeppelin play because that's one of my ultimate favorite bands. I, I grew up listening to Led Zeppelin and I I don't know. It's just something about them that it, whether it's John Bonham, whether it's, you know, Jimmy Page. I think to me, Jimmy Page and Eddie Van Halen are two of my favorite guitarists of all time. And I've always always categorized it like this. Jimmy Page is Beethoven. Eddie Van Halen is Bach. That's the best yeah. way that I can describe it when it comes to those two characters of guitars, but um, of guitars mm -hmm. better yet. But I, I, I don't know, dude. I, 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 that's my ultimate favorite band. And, you know, I, I, that's what got me into rock. That's after that, the road got paved in and I started listening to all kinds of groups after that. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think the biggest one that got me into into the music I'm playing now is probably Ryan Adams. Um, okay. You know, a few years ago, he had, a, he had kind of a scandal come up. Um, yes, I did hear that. Yes. Yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't great. Um, you know, and he hasn't made a whole lot of music since then. But the music that he did make in, in the 90s and 2000s, um, you know, it was pretty pretty before his time and and i think that you could probably talk to any americana um, singer songwriter type musician and you could ask him about ryan adams and he'll reluctantly be like yeah there's a lot of influence there hmm. um you know just just in, in the way that he plays and his style and the way that you know he uses um you know literary references and things like that like it's 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 southern without sounding stupid if that makes sense it does um, yeah you know he i think he references like oedipus and icarus and things like that and you really don't hear that a lot in songs with harmonica and pedal steel in it um you know and it's it's just that whole style um that he was doing kind of shaped what a lot of people do today you know a friend of mine actually um plays for that guy rustin kelly i was telling you about and um, he was saying that somebody asked him the other day, well, no, not somebody asked him, somebody told him straight up. They were like, you know, I was wondering who was going to fill the Ryan Adams void, and here you are doing it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it's, 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 it, it sucks, you know, that, that some stuff went down with him, and um, hopefully he's doing okay, and, and, you know, we get some more songs out of him. But um, at the end of the day, it is, uh, it's the world we live in today. You know, it's, it's true. We're, we're being held uh, accountable for. Right. Uh, Jen, do you have a question you want to ask Mr. James, uh, James Clark real quick? And then uh, we're going to take it after this. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And we come back. James, I got a few last questions I want to ask you. And then sure. uh, we'll go from there. Jen, what, what was the question you want to ask Mr. James Clark? Well, I don't know if this is like the right order, but I was going to ask you since, you know, you're up and comer and everything like that. I just wanted to know what your next, um, what your next project is with music and, and are you in the studio? Are you working, doing any of that stuff? Um, for yeah, so we week? were, we were slated to go into the studio um, last year and, and track a full length record. Um, and as, you know, everybody knows we had a pandemic, uh, so it, it really pushed everything back quite a bit. Um, but we are planning on going into the studio starting the beginning of 2022, um, looking like February or so, uh, to, to start on that full length. And, and hopefully by summer of, of 2022, we'll have a full length out. 
I can always, I can always check out your new your your new music when you, when it comes out. And uh, guys, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're gonna talk more to Mr. James Clark for a little bit. And uh, I got a few last questions I want to ask him, and then we'll wrap it up for this interview. Guys, don't do not go anywhere. You are listening to Remy's Roundtable. We'll be right back. Eating bulldog. What the French toast? Did you think I wouldn't find out about your little doo-doo head cootie queen? Who are you calling a cootie queen, you lint liquor? Pickle you, kumquat! You're overreacting. No, Bill, overreacting was when I put your convertible into a wood chipper. Stinky McStink face! Fabulous! New Orbit Raspberry Mint cleans another dirty mouth. For a good clean feeling, no matter what. This program is for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion advised. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Remy's Roundtable, streaming on all podcasting platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. Check us out on tpublic.com. That is where you guys can pick up our merchandise. We're on Patreon. Become a Patreon member, and uh, for that lovely $100 a month, you guys will have your own personal tour guide to any Florida theme park. So welcome back, everybody, and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this program. Of course, you guys know the crew. My name is Remy, and with me, as always, is my dangerous ghost, my partner in crime. We got Chris joining us today. Hey, everybody. How's it going? We have my beautiful wife, Jen, joining us today. Hey, guys. All right, guys. Now, uh, Mr. James, I got a, uh, I got questions I want to ask you because anytime a guest comes on our program, we would like to have you create your very own band. So you need a, uh, a guitar player, a bass player, a drummer... Uh, a piano player, and you get you can have a backup guitar or a ba- backup singer. So, who's your who's your uh, group, man? Put me on the spot here. Let's see. Um, if I had to have a guitar player, it would be a guy named Neil Casal. He's an incredibly talented guitar player, really technical, and he can sing backup, which is important. Um. Let's see. As far as a bass player goes, I would probably pick Bob Babbitt. Um, 
he was a he was a Motown bassist, um, super super popular in like the whole Motown funk era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he uh, he was just really really talented. Um, let's see, Jimmy Chamberlain, I'd probably pick as my drummer. He uh, he played for the Smashing Pumpkins. Um, I really really enjoy the way he plays. Uh, if there was a keys player. I'd honestly, this sounds strange, but I'd love to have just Chris Martin come and play keys. That would be uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Just, just on keys, just like Chris. I love your voice; it's fantastic. But, but please, but please stay on keys. <laughs> we're just gonna have you on keys for this one, okay, Chris? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I understand. Uh, but if there was a, let's see. If there was some kind of, you know, utility instrument, um, maybe Bruce Springsteen's sax player, Clarence. Yeah, uh, I'd love to love to have a sax player. Yeah, so there you go. How's that? That's a good group, man. I will totally listen to your group live anywhere on on tour or here in Florida. So I, I. I I'm totally down to listen to that group right there. Uh, Jen and Chris, do you guys have any other questions you want to ask Mr. James Clark before we go into our last questions of this interview? I'll let Jen go first. Oh, great. Thank you. Put me on the spot. Um, of course. Uh, oh, golly. Um, what made you take the plunge, make, made you decide that, yeah, this is what I'm going to do? Um, and not be safe about it. And, and you know, because I know somebody growing up um, like I did with music all around me and, and wanting to um, be a musician and be a, a, a vocalist and, and what have you. Um, I had a lot of, you know, my, my parents saying, hey, you know, you can do that, but let's, uh, let's be safe and let's, you know, have a backup plan. And Hence the reason I'm a teacher right now. So, um, sure, so. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like I said earlier, I, I do have I do have a backup plan. You know, I work in in natural and organic grocery sales and marketing. Like it's uh, it's it's super not sexy, but it you know it pays the bills and and it's fun and I'm good at it. I'm good at sales. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm a good conversationalist, so I'm I'm good at talking to people. But as, as far as, you know, not being afraid and, and kind of going for it, I don't think I've ever not been afraid. I'm still afraid, you know, because it, it is so up in the air. There's, there's no telling what can happen with, with music. But uh, the, the support of, of my family and, and, and also my wife, I think, is, a, is, is what really keeps me going with it. Um, you know, I, I consistently, anytime I, I have something going on, I have their full support. Um, but I think what, what really solidified, um, what I'm doing is, is when I moved to Nashville, I, I kind of had to start over in a way because I was now a small fish in a very, very big pond. And I was through one direction or another able to break into, um, the the radio station the big radio station here in nashville it's called lightning 100 
and the first single I released as a Nashvillian uh, with my band James Ethan Clark and the Renegades. Um, they picked it up and they played it and made me their local artist of the week that week. And from then on, it was kind of like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. You know, I'm, I'm in Music City and the major radio station here liked what I did so much that they decided to feature it for an entire week. Um, and from, from that point on, it's kind of been like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. I'm where I'm supposed to be. So, um, another question though, on top of that, I just sort of like, do you ever, do you tour at all? Um, do you do anything like outside of Nashville? Um, yeah, I mean, we were, we were gearing up too. We had done quite a few shows, um, you know, here and there on the road, one-offs, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But when the pandemic hit, like I said, you know, everything, everything got pushed back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was trying to, you know, try to put together a tour to support the, the record that we were going to record and, you know, it just didn't happen. So the, that's, that's the plan for, for this year, for 2022, uh, to, to get that record down and, and to hopefully hit the road. I mean, you know, there's, there's a spot that I've been to actually in Orlando that I'd love to play. It's right around the corner from Gringo's Tacos. I forget the name of it. The pl uh, Plaza? Maybe. It's a really small venue. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of them. Yeah, I saw, I saw Marty Stewart there a couple of years ago. Oh, when I was in Orlando. that's awesome, dude. Might have been and, the Plaza uh, yeah, I had gone to Gringo's because it's the only place that you can get a legitimate cheesy gordita crunch without yes. like, um, you know, and, and I still talk about Gringo's to this day because I'm like, why is there no other restaurant doing that? <laughs> I mean, there's there's also another place you should check out. It's actually right on that street on a uh, Bumby, and uh, this place called Pom Poms is a great uh, sandwich place. They make sandwich, fresh soups, fresh teas. And uh, they're actually working on a pr uh, project right now, another like different me Mexican project. And dude, it's gonna be amazing. They're not gonna open up until next year, so it's gonna be so good. People nice. don't understand it. Orlando has an amazing food industry. Oh yeah, we have like amazing restaurants with different. We've well, got a ton of, of, of different people to cater to with all those people coming in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Most, most definitely, uh, Chris. Yeah. Do you have a question I want to ask Mr. Uh, James real quick before we uh, get go to the, our very last questions? Actually, I do. Um, and this is in regards to, like, a, I don't know how to word it. Let me just think real quick. Um, okay, it's, it's simple. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to make it complicated, but... You're good, man. Um, if you had one musician of any kind of genre of music whether it's rock whether it's pop whether it's country hip-hop anything one specific musician that you just want to sit down and have a one-on-one -on -one with who would it be ray charles oh good choice good That's choice, good choice. Good yeah choice. All right, guys, it's now time to wrap it up uh, with our interview. Uh, James, what I would like to say thank you so much for being on our program today, man. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. All right, James, so here's our, here's our last questions we want to ask you, and this is coming from the late James Lipton. Uh, this, these are the questions I always ask our guests after, after all of our interviews that we had on this program, and that is, what is your favorite word? Hmm. It's a tough one. 
Well, when I'm giving interviews, it's obviously the word, um. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it's, uh, man, that's a really tough question. I don't know. I, I think... One word that I that I end up using a lot is is honestly, dude. I say dude a lot. Dude, uh, <laughs> you can you can use it in many different inflections and true, and it's got different meanings and and different responses, and it's just a it's a solid word. All right, dude. <laughs> uh, what is your what is your least favorite word? Moist. Moist. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what? Moist. I'm just, actually, I'm going to skip those two. What sound or noise do you love? Say it one more time. What sound or noise do you love? <laughs> I spend a lot of time on YouTube rabbit holes of dogs howling because I oh. think it's hilarious. <laughs> well, if, uh, if, if, our, if our dog was in here. Specifically, specifically Huskies. Uh, just hearing them yell and sing is hilarious to me. I'll spend a solid 30 minutes doing that. <laughs> they can howl. <laughs> oh my gosh. Our, our girl is, we just, we just did a DNA test on her and she's primarily Foxhound and Husky. We thought she was a different oh, wow. shepherd and she is so vocal and so crazy, especially if there's a fire truck that passes by. And as soon as yep. it finishes passing by, she'll I'll start leave. howling for a good like ten to fifteen minutes. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm like, yeah. damn, dude, just chill, chill out. I can say, <laughs> I can say the same for my little man. He's called Bashful, and anytime he hears brother Curly like bark in any way, shape, or form, he'll bark for like at least three or four seconds, and then a little. He'll howl. It's the most <laughs> cutest thing I've ever seen, and I, I don't know. I like that. I like what, that. Uh, James? What sound or noise do you hate? Nails on a chalkboard. Ew. That's a, yeah, that's a big one. I hate it. I hate it when metal scrapes together. Uh, I'm also really sensitive to very high pitches, and I think that has to do with yeah. playing music for so long. So, like the way feedback sounds or whatever. Um, that that gets to me really badly. What's your favorite curse word? Uh, shit, I don't know. Oh, shit, there you go. <laughs> uh, what, per- probably. what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Hmm. Well, I, I have always wanted to open a restaurant. So, maybe a chef. Uh, I think I'd like to be a chef. A chef, okay. Uh, what profession would you not like to do? I would not want to be a plumber. No, God no. Especially on a, especially on Black Friday. No, no, thank you. Mm-mm. And finally, yeah. and finally, James is the last question that you know we all want to know. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Good job on your credit score. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Well, actually, that's that's not just good. That's like a unique answer. Exactly. Yeah. James, thank you so much for being on our program today, man. We we like to have you on again uh, when you have new project coming out. And uh, where can everybody check you out on social media, man? 
So I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere under at James Ethan Clark. Um, you can find anything that's going on with, with my band, James Ethan Clark and the Renegades uh, going on on my socials. Um, on, on Facebook, we are under James Ethan Clark and the Renegades. Instagram is just James Ethan Clark. Uh, but you can go to my website, jamesethanclark.com, and it will link you to all of my socials there. Well, James, as always, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, guys, when we come back, we're gonna ahead and we're we are gonna go ahead and wrap up the program with your your theme park updates, your Florida updates, letting you guys know what is going on here in the beautiful state of Florida. Guys, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Let's see what the colonel got you. Yeah. <laughs> A KLC $5 fill-off? Yes! With popcorn chicken that's made with one piece of chicken. Not like those nuggets that come in funny shapes. <laughs> Did you like it? I got one too! There's even a cookie. This is the best Christmas ever. <laughs> and honey, the colonel didn't leave us out. She liked it, right? It's a $20 family fill-up. It's a great home-cooked meal that we don't have to home-cook. Well, well, well. Now I don't know who to jack off to. This is your mission. No, this is an envelope. We're all gonna die! I don't know anything. Do you think I'm an idiot? Really? This is the most important scene in your cell phone rings? Huh. This is why we don't make movies. Uh, why is it still counting? Welcome back to the King Value Radio Network. I'm your host, Sandy. And I'm your other host, Carl. Sandy, we are getting loads of calls today about the fresh new $1 Double Crispy Cheesy Burger. Well, hello. With two flame-broiled patties, crispy onions, and cheesy sauce for only a buck, that's no surprise. Jim from Tucson, you're on the air. Yeah, hi, guys. I just want to say I took your advice, went to Burger King, I got a new Double Crispy Cheesy Burger for a buck. I couldn't be happier. Oh, congratulations. Say, Jim, what was your favorite part of the delicious new Double Crispy Cheesy Burger, the Flame Fresh Taste. Well, I'll tell you, it had two big flame-broiled patties, plus it had crispy onions and cheesy sauce, too. It was really delicious. Oh, don't forget the price, Jim. Oh, yeah, and it only costs a dollar. It's probably the best purchase I ever made. Probably, Jim. Okay, definitely. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. There it is. Get the new Double Crispy Cheesy Burger with double the Flame Fresh Taste. You've made iHeartRadio the fastest-growing music app in the U.S. Why? Because we connect you to all of your favorite music and radio stations in one free app. And this fall, prepare to take control of how you listen to the radio. Replay. That song on your radio you just can't hear enough? Immediately replay and sing along again. 
Save. Save the music you love on the radio directly to your playlist. Play. Search for and play any song on demand. Skip. Unlimited skips. Offline. Take the music from your favorite stations offline. Introducing iHeartRadio Plus and iHeartRadio All Access. Your radio now on demand. We've been powering the American road since before it was paved. Our first breakthrough in motor oil was introducing it. And we've been reinventing it ever since. From the world's first high mileage oil to the world's first synthetic blend. There are those who change with the times and those who drive them. Valvoline, the original motor oil. This program is for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion advised. Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of Remy's Roundtable. We would like to give a shout out to Chris, Dane, Jared, uh, Mr. James, Ethan Clark for being on the program tonight. Like I said before, guys, we're gonna have the five-minute professor come back on with us. Just had to push that to the side for a little bit. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap the program, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Remy's Roundtable. Of course, you guys know me. My name is Remy, and uh, with me is my beautiful wife, my lovely wife, my honey bunny, my beautiful wife, Jen. Hi, honey. What did you do? Nothing. Are you sure? Because it sounds like you did something wrong. I bought us, I bought us pizza tonight. Oh, that made me feel better. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's, I'm going to go ahead and uh, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about this. Uh, there's a couple things on here that you're going to be like, what the actual fuck? I mean, okay. I, th- this is like something that's going to be happening right now, so to speak. Uh, all Oga's uh, Cantina reservations have been canceled at Disney's Hollywood Studios until further notice. Ooh, so that's why? the well. This really say why they're canceled is because it's over the the park has been getting hit with uh, capacity lately. So that's why all reservations have been booked. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, Select select Disney World uh, Disney World hotels have have specialty snack packs for just a limited time. Now, what is going on right now at Disney? Um. Well, we just got out of the holiday season. I'm talking. We just got out of the holiday season, so that means that the capacity should be lower. It's not lower, no. Uh, right now, the marathon is happening. The Disney oh, marathon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that I try to get into and I never get a chance to get into it. Because it's so, they're sold out. Because they sell out like right Quick. away. Uh, so yeah, uh, right now, uh, the Disney marathon is going on uh, this weekend. Lots of runners are staying on the Disney property for the event. And some of the quick service restaurants have a special uh, 
they have a uh, special offering for the marathons uh, for the runners as of right now. Uh, they can get a uh, a snack pack with a bagel, banana, peanut butter, a granola granola bar, and a small Dasani water bottle for only ten dollars. Ooh, to Dasani. Yes. But the rest of it sounds delicious, especially if you're carb loading because you're running a marathon. And since after they're done running, uh, they had to get they want to fill up on carbs. So right now, the Mara is. Uh, having an offer for eleven dollars for pasta and meatballs for the runners as a as a dinner dish for them. Uh, that sounds good. Jurassic World Dominion fin- uh, finally has a release date, and that movie is coming out on June tenth, twenty twenty two. All I want to know is is Chris Pratt. Yes, in? Chris Pratt is coming back. Okay, I can live. Universal Orlando Resort has raised their parking prices by ten dollars. General general parking is now thirty bucks. Prime is sixty, and the bus and RV is thirty five dollars. Well, there's a lot of wear and tear on a on a fifty year old, bu- um, you know, bunch of buildings and yeah, things like that. And the parking lot probably needs some repairs too. That's a lot of money, though. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser suffers another massive wave of cancellations. Galactic Star Cruiser has a strict payment and cancellation policy. Mm. Cru- cruisers must be paid in full 90 days before arrival, and any cancellations cancellations beyond the 90-day mark will receive a 50% refund. Cancellations within 30 days will will not be eligible for a refund. That makes no sense. Mm, the 30 days is a bit much. That yeah. is true. You can probably get somebody to get on there pretty quickly. So for them to not refund you if it's not within like two weeks or 10 days or right. something like that. Voodoo Donuts is introducing new limited flavors at all of the all of their locations, including the ones in New Orleans, but also the ones here at, on, on Universal Property. What are those? Mango Ginger Kiss. Ooh. A Strawberry Goat Tart. It's like, it's like a Pop-Tart, but they turn it into donut form. Oh. And a good. lemon uh, cannolo. A cannolo? Like a cannoli? Pretty much, yeah. Ooh, that sounds amazing. Those, those are the new flavors. Uh, plans are underway for a second season of Behind the, the Attraction on Disney+. Plus. Oh, really? Which that was my one of my favorite shows to watch on Disney+. Plus. I know. You're kind of annoying with all of those shows, though. Grand Night will be returning to Disneyland Resort in May. SeaWorld Orlando newest roller coaster Icebreaker will be opening up to the public on February 18th, well, which is next month. Holidays at Universal Orlando has won Theme Park Insider's first ever award for best holiday event. What was the event? The holiday event, like Grinchmas, like they, uh, they won that award. Who did? Universal. Oh, for Grinchmas? Uh huh. <gasps> Do you like the Grinch? By the way, so there's like on YouTube, or not YouTube, but on Reels. Well, TikTok, but they also, you know, Facebook has Reels and everything like that. The Grinch from Universal. The Grinch from Universal. He's freaking awesome. I love that Grinch. I love the the guy. He's so hilarious. I love the guy who plays the Grinch because I actually know that guy who actually plays him. So. Is it the same guy, though? Is it, or is it the Universal California? No, no, no. It's It's a different guy who plays the Grinch. But it, this is the local Grinch here at Universal Studios. Is it the one? Well, the one that goes in and has been doing the um, the meet and greets. That's a Grinch here in Florida. Okay, because he's hilarious. Oh yeah, you should learn some things. 
excuse you no I'm not uh, and also here are here are the uh, other winners of the 21st annual theme park insider awards uh, insider of the year goes to the Universal Parks best Halloween event goes to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Universal Studios Florida best hotel goes to the Animal Kingdom Lodge on Disney property best restaurant goes to Mythos at Islands of Adventure Best show is Untrainable, Universal Studios Beijing. Best roller coaster. Who do you, th- who do you think won best roller coaster at uh, this award? Um, who won the Who won the best roller coaster award? Best roller coaster award. I'm gonna have to say it's probably Universal. It is Universal, and it's actually on Universal at IOA. Is it the Hulk? It is Velocicoaster. Oh, yeah, because that one's... Mm, that's pretty scary, actually. Uh, let's see here. Uh, best new attraction goes back to Velocicoaster. Best attraction is Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios, which is an awesome ride. Uh, best theme park goes to Universal's Islands of Adventure. So congratulations to the Universal company and to their team members out there. Oh, they do a great job with roller coasters, especially. SeaWorld San Diego is bringing back their Mardi Gras event starting on February 5th through the 27th. Uh, let's see here. Former uh, former site of Prime Evil World is now open as a stroller parking area at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Universal has repe- repeatedly called out a guest for breaking rules on a certain attraction. And they broke this rule on Jurassic Park River Adventure. What do you think happened? They stood up? No, they did not stood up. What do people like to do on rides? Put their hands up? No, besides that. Scream? No. I don't know. Take pictures? Aha! Oh, yeah, yeah. They had their phone on the ride, which clearly on that list is that you can have any electronics on this attraction. Oh, well, it's stupid to have electronics on that one, isn't it? A, a, a so water, water ride. ride. It's a water ride. Yeah, so break your phone. Yep. Uh, so it says here there was a there was a lady who snuck on her phone onto the ride and the team member who was in the control booth repeatedly told the guests to put their camera down and then called them out again on the roll number and what seat they were in and he goes, lady, put your phone away. Put your camera away. As we're going to the top of the hill. And that's where, that's where the T-Rex comes out and scares oh, the shit out of you. No. Uh, Star Wars, Star Wars uh, officially announces Han Solo and Chewbacca series coming soon onto Disney+. Plus. New ferry boat. New ferry boat ramp is now loading guests at the transportation and ticket center. Photos and videos are strictly prohibited at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser once the hotel is open to the public, which will be opening up uh, in March. A boat derails from the track at Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland Resort. Parking trams are resuming their service at the Transportation and Ticket Center at the Magic Kingdom Resort. Walt Disney... Excuse me. Uh, Walt Disney Imagineering files a permit for modifications to Tomorrowland Light and Power Company for Tron Light Cycle Run. Uh, let's see what else I have here. Universal Orlando Resort is back with their mask policies. All face masks must be worn in all inside locations, including 
rides, restrooms, hotels, restaurants, and gift shops. So when I was out there earlier today, I had to wear my mask at the uh, during the uh, the horror makeup show and uh, award again on just going in and out of the park. So. Bill Hill. I, I have know. to wear one all, all day. day. Yeah, I know. Uh, let's see what else I have here. Uh, don't want to talk about that. Don't want to talk about that. Actually, yeah. Actually, uh, we just lost sound. We just lost sound. Guys, I am so sorry. If you guys can still hear me, uh, please do not go anywhere, but we'll be right back. Give me one second. I am so sorry, but we'll be right back. Guys, I am so sorry about that technical difficulty that we just had. I am so sorry about that. Uh, we're cover we're just talking about uh, here are some things to look into this year for all theme park goers: Pepe Pig theme park, Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, Finding Nemo, The Big Blue, and Beyond, Icebreaker at SeaWorld, Reef Plunge at Aquatica, and Pirate uh, Pirate River Quest uh, River Quest at Legoland. Shrek 4D and Fear Factor Live have already gotten their demolition, demolition permits filed at Universal Studios. Walt Disney Walt Disney All Star All Star Sports Resort will reopen on March 31st. Permits have been revealed on Universal's Revenge of the Mummy ride closure. The permit is for their control and electrical system, and this permit expires on June 7th. So we might be able to see the the mummy back in action. Uh, after June 7th which which I heard is gonna be it's gonna be phenomenal when this when the mummy comes back to Universal Studios are they updating it or yeah it's just a it's just a full refurbishment on on the attraction so so yeah I mean yeah that's what's going on with the uh, the mummy over at Universal Studios uh, new limited edition United Kingdom Alice in Wonderland Magic Band are now available at Disney. New retro coins are now at Universal Studios that are featuring rides such as E.T., Jaws, Back to the Future, and much more. So, Jen, I got a question I want to ask you, and that is... Do you want sex? No, we're not. No, we are not doing... No, 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 no. Not on this program. Absolutely <laughs> not. No. Uh, not tonight, baby. <laughs> so Universal could be adding a new ride for the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, which is gonna be awesome, and I really hope it does. I really hope it does come out. So they're they're aiming for 2025, which is when Epic Universe is gonna open up. But here are some strange ha uh, habits you only develop it only develop after visiting Disney. Now you tell me if this is true or not, okay? Before you say that, I want them to do a Fantastic Beast section. They're already gonna, they're already going to do that at Epic Universe. Okay, I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Uh, so here are some strange habits you only develop develop after visiting Disney. And I want you to see if it's true or not. The real world doesn't have magic bands. Um. I don't agree with that because those things are called Fitbits. Fitbits, your smartwatch, yada, yep. yada, yada. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you, you're constantly looking for hidden Mickeys everywhere. Uh, yeah, I do, especially in Disney movies. You get, surpri you get surprised by the cost of eating out. 
No, I've lived here too long. <laughs> Parking will suddenly become more confusing. Parking's always confusing. That's true. You become you become a line watcher. I mean, I guess so because I've I've always you know gone to. I, I was I was a line watcher today. I, I was I was a line watcher today when I was at a uh, Publix doing uh, Instacart. I was like, how long is this line? I'm like, oh, it's about ten minutes. Five. I'm yeah, like, I did that today when I was at, at PetSmart getting treats for the dog. See, we all do it. Uh, let's see. Uh, you keep you keep the. Uh, you keep the My Disney Experience app on your phone, which I do, because I have because I'm a cast member, so I kind of have to. No. No. Okay. No. Nah. Uh, let's see. You'll. I do it for the Universal one though. Yes. Uh, you'll want to listen to Disney music often. Mm, Not so much. I'm, I'm an elementary school teacher, so yeah, I listen to Disney music all the time. You'll start expecting p- uh, posted wait times. I always ask what's the ETA (laughs) you'll start calling everything by Disney names now what would I call a Disney name Mm. I don't know I can't think of anything that I call Disney names okay so like a uh, if we get if we get like if we get if we get a new cat and we call it a Disney name that's what they're saying like or technically I mean is Shrek part of Disney it's what? Is Shrek technically part no, of Disney? No, Shrek now? is Shrek is Shrek is DreamWorks. Okay, so Shrek is DreamWorks. So no, because we have a Fiona already. Which which now we need a Shrek, but that's not gonna no, be, we that's don't. not gonna happen. Um, actually, the next one is gonna be Harley and Harley's DC. Harley's DC. So that's not Disney. Nope. Um, no, because I wouldn't want to name anybody Mary Jane. <laughs> Puff, puff, sniff, sniff. No, MJ. Um, and Tony, is puff. it going to be good? Piper. Piper will work. Yeah, Piper would work. Piper would work. Or Thor. Just have a cat named me. Thor. Uh, or, or a dog named Thor. Loki. That'd be cool. Loki. Come here, Loki. Loki would... Oh, Loki <laughs> would be really good for a black cat. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you'll start. You'll start using acronyms for everyday things. I mm, well, no. I I use one. It's called POS, which that stands for the the POS person of sainthood. No, which is the the, the cash register. That's what it's called. It's called a POS system. It's also a piece of shit. So <laughs> you have acronyms that work. I have an SBUA. There you go, and that can be something else for Disney. Uh, what made you What made you fall in love with Mickey Mouse? Um, probably his positive attitude and teaching kids to be positive about everything. Mickey, uh, for me, is that Mickey... Mickey is always rocking a timeless sense of style. He does. He has such class. Like, some some of his uh, clothing that he wears is so... It's so nice. It is. Uh... He, he's the symbol of all of our childhood, which is very true. Uh, he's full of bound, boundless imagination, which is That's also true. true. He's a mouse of all trades. So if you go back to like some of his old cartoons, he was a plumber, he was an electrician, he was a ghostbuster, he uh, he was a band director. 
So you gotta think of some of his old trades. That he, he was made. a wizard. He was a wizard. Yes. Uh, let's see. Fantasia, my least favorite movie. Oh, and you would think that I would, I would like it because of the music, but no. For me, it's for. As my over at Hollywood Studios. That's my favorite favorite fireworks display show. Okay, but it's a fireworks display show. My dad made me watch the entire. Fantasia you told me that. Movie. Yeah, you told me that before. Yeah, multiple times. Uh, let's see here. Uh, he is such he's such a romantic mouse. He loves Minnie. He is very sweet with Minnie. I don't know if I would call it romantic. Uh, he's mighty. No. No? Alright. Uh, he's every man of the story. Every good man. Is good Friend. Yes. He's a team player. Absolutely. Music is a big part. Shows us how he feels. He was... He was a, uh, a trendsetter. No. No. Okay. Uh, and finally, uh, his distinct, his distinct identity. He has a distinct identity. Yeah. Yep. I would agree with that. Disney's historic monorail at Disneyland will be closing indefinitely. Beginning on January twenty fourth, the monorail will be unavailable to guests. Yeah. Open the Disneyland monorail again to the public. Refurbishment. Clean, clean the track, clean the uh, the monorails, you know, that whole... Keep it safe. Keep it safe, yeah. Uh, Disney World eliminates all virtual queues and moves back to standby at some of their attractions. Beginning on January 10th, guests will be able to use the standby line for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, and guests will have access a Lightning Lane purchase for this attraction. Okay, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, considering COVID cases have gone up in the state of Florida. Right. Um, you know, kids are getting sick now with this, and and um, just not having a virtual queue. I mean, I guess you run the risk of getting COVID and getting really sick by going into an attraction in the first place, but... I think it would be a lot which safer I didn't, to do virtual. Which when I, when I went to Universal today, I didn't even go on like any of the rides. All I did was I went to a show, had a had a snack, and then left. That's all I did. It was good because I was like, yeah, I went. Eh, nope, I don't want to be in this crowd ever again. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser test stays scheduled for January and February as of right now. Pre-opening tests will be, will be taking place on January 18th and will will run into February. The test will combine cast members and sweepstakes winners. Star Wars Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser will start at roughly $5,000 for two nights. You heard that right, honey. We got to save $5,000 if we want to go stay the night at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Which is not going to happen. I mean, I love Star Wars, but not $2,000 a night. Disney, Disney Springs New Hotel is now taking reservations. The Drury Plaza Hotel is now taking reservations. Free shuttle service to all four Disney theme parks. Guests will also get free breakfast, evening snacks, cold drinks, and free Wi-Fi. Reservations are now available available and after October 27th. Rooms will start at $155 through $163 a night. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. Disney has already cut park hours this year by nearly four hours, which is very... Universal predicts that Poseidon's Fury will be opening up next month to the public, just not sure when. They're, they're saying February, March, but I, I got a feeling it's going to open up back in May. Uh, one band has revealed 
for Epcot Flower and Garden Festival, and that is Blood, Sweat, and Tears will be performing at Epcot in May this year. Disney might be losing copyright protection on some of its most iconic characters, and those are the characters from Winnie the Pooh franchise. So Disney, Disney could be losing Winnie the, Winnie the Pooh characters. But as I looked more into this, this is why I want to talk about it because it says here, now there is a protection act, all right? The Mickey Mouse Protection Act, uh, U.S. copyright law is generally limited to the life author plus an additional 70 years. There are, there are of course, exceptions. The Copyright Term Extension Act of 1998 addresses when a creation is a work for hire which protects a company's co copyright for 95 years from first publication or 120 years after its creation. Wouldn't that go to the family though with the rights, with their rights and everything? It will only author's family. Yeah, so... The guy who wrote Winnie the Pooh had a a son, and actually, I have a book, a a children's book, and it's um I think it's a called the Cot Winner about the real story about Winnie the Pooh. And Winnie the Pooh was actually a real. Uh, went on went on many adventures with Christopher Robin. No. He was found. She, or he was found by the soldier. Uh, well, really? Not really a soldier. He was more of a medic, but yeah. In the so, um, one of the things that happened was, and teddy bears were actually um, modeled after it. So Winnie the Pooh, or Winnie, was an actual bear that was rescued by the author that is awesome yeah that is pretty when cool. he was a when he was a soldier in world war one so back to this back to this copyright uh stuff that disney will, could be losing winnie the pooh one of the one of disney's biggest money maker is winnie the pooh uh books and their characters disney won't be able to sue anyone that uses aa malign's original winnie the pooh stories as inspiration uh, adapting the fictional bear for new projects or original creative works. But Disney can go after anyone that tries to use Disney's version of Winnie the Pooh and trademark characters created based on, on Universal or Universal Orlando this year. And here are here what they are. Uh, for our audience who is looking to purchase an annual annual pass for Universal here are the prices. $600 for the Premier Pass, $400 for the Preferred Pass, $350 for the Power Pass, and $300 for the Seasonal Pass. Uh, benefits for the Premier Pass is this. Early park admission, you get, you get the Express Pass after 4 p.m. Admission to select special events. You get special discounts on ticketed events such as HHN and also at CityWalk. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras 2, 15% uh, off, off on multi-day multi uh, park admission at the front gate, up to six tickets per day, free valet, free valet or prime parking, you get 30% off at budget and AVS car rentals, one free Ho Halloween Horror Night ticket, and uh, 
you get you get an access to the uh, the pass holder lounge, fifteen percent off at the airport terminal Universal stores. You get buttons and the magnet as well, but not right now, not the moment. Uh, but everything else for the preferred pass, for the power pass, for the seasonal seasonal pass, you guys do get uh, the same the same discounts, but you guys do not get that lovely HHN ticket. Uh, Disney has announced hotel discounts for this year. Guess will guess who choose to stay at select Disney Resort or uh, Disney World hotels between March 6th through July 7th can save up to $100 per night at these Disney's ho- Disney hotels. Uh, the Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kadani Village, Boardwalk, Grand Floridian, Old Key West, the Riviera, Saratoga, and the Yacht Club. Guess who save $40 per night will be able to stay at Fort Wilderness. Art of Art of Animation, the Coronado, Port Orleans French Quarter, and the Port Orleans Riverside. Uh, let's see. Uh, keep in mind that all guests must book a room between one to fourteen nights at, on the Disney property. On January on January fourth, which was on uh, which was on a Tuesday, uh, all four major Disney resorts that surrounded the Magic Kingdom lost power, including the Magic Kingdom. The, including the Magic Kingdom. That also meant all monorail systems were down as well. But luckily, Epcot didn't lose any power. Hagrid's Magical Creature Creature's Motorbike Adventure will no longer be available for early park admission at Universal Islands of Adventure. Uh, you can guys, Right now, you guys can get a uh, figment, figment popcorn bucket at Epcot International Festival of the Arts. Voices of Liberty are now Returning to the American Adventure Rotunda at Epcot, some lucky cast members will be will be heading to Tenth for Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, uh, beloved Innoventions area and original uh, the Land Pavilion. Background music has retired. Uh, it's music at Epcot theme park. Pixar's Turning Red will not be showing in the theaters. But it will it will now go straight to Disney Plus in March. Yesterday, Cirque du Soleil Drawn to Life reportedly canceled minutes before their show started. There was no explanation why they had to cancel it, so they, they're, they're still giving us updates on it as well. And finally, Universal and Disney attractions will be closed for months for refreshments, and they are. Uh, Expedition Expedition Everest and Revenge of the Mummy. That is it for your theme park updates. I'm going to go really quick on these and hopefully Jen can uh, put her, her two cents in, in a couple of these Florida news right here. Uh, I-4 Express Lanes will be using a dynamic tolling system. So... I think that we'll still be able to use our sun passes with it. Yeah, we will. Uh, yeah. Owner of Orlando's King Bao is thinking about opening up a vegan restaurant in the near in the nearest future. That sounds good. I mean, I like vegan food. Orlando lands the ninth spot on Zillow's top ten hottest housing markets for 2022. Kind of sucks for us. Yep. Uh, Bubba Lou's Bodacious Barbecue Close is a Popka location. The, yeah. Gets returned to Florida, which will be touring in Sarasota, Boca Raton, Miramar, Tampa, Jacksonville, and of course in Orlando. Tickets are now on sale on their Florida websites. Downtown Orlando bars sue federal government over SBA grant disbursement. 
Fun Spot America has announced a has announced a brand new roller coaster that'll be opening up to the public not in Florida but in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, there's a fun spot in Atlanta, Georgia. So yeah, because it's huge. Uh, COVID nineteen testing site will be open at Camping World Stadium next week. Venmo, PayPal, and Zelle must report six hundred dollars plus in transactions to the IRS. Little Indy 500 in Maitland, Florida is closing its doors this Saturday, January 8th at 7 p.m. We went on our first month anniversary to Little 500. Um, yeah, and uh, they, they've been in business for 54 years. Yep. That's a long time. Orlando or- could turn into new poker rooms, concert venues, and even apartments. Orlando Free Fall and Orlando Slingshot is now open to the public on International Drive. That's their newest, newest attraction is right by the uh, Icon, which is the big, the big Ferris wheel. Florida schools must stay open uh, even, even if uh, Omicron is going on. And, mm-hmm. and of course, our governor who's a piece of shit who said that. So he's like, yeah, yeah. They, they need to stay open. Yeah. Even though like most of our kids are getting sick, um, coming back from break, it's fine. That's okay. They can just get sick and die. They don't, nobody cares. Central, apparently central Florida school districts, except for orange County has returned to class without mask mandates. Orange County's only mask mandate is for the people, the adults. The children don't have to wear a mask unless wow. their parents want them to. That sucks. Uh, Advent, Advent Health proposes to build a hospital at Holy Land Experience site. And finally, the last thing I have for you guys on this lovely Friday evening, which we are ringing in our new year, Fat Burger, a Los Angeles hamburger chain, is going to be opening up a few Orlando locations very soon. Uh, there are no, There is not even a set date yet as when it will reopen uh you know what i think it is time for us to get on out of here but until we uh sign off i just would like to say uh happy new year to everybody and uh guys i really hope you guys continue to listen to this episode because you guys mean a lot to me doing this podcast on friday nights and uh i i just want to say thank you so much to all of our followers all of our sponsors who is helping us out uh who is really helping us out to keep this program alive. And uh, you guys mean a lot to us here on this program. So, Jen, I think it's time for us to get on get on out of here. What do, what do you say? I say let's go. Well, guys, that is it for our program. I wanted to give a shout out to Dane, Chris, Jared, my beautiful wife Jen, and of course, guys, Mr. James, Ethan, Clark. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rain's Roundtable. We will see everybody next week. Until then, we're out.
smoke weed every day.